We should come up with a different intro every time. Oh, let's come up with a jingle. Mark and Heidi, the other Demilios. Mark and Heidi. And hi hats. <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Mark and Heidi, the other D'Amelios. I'm Mark. And I'm Heidi. Our producer, Lauren, came up with some um, talking points, they call it, in the industry. Let's go. And we're going to talk. So this is going to be, uh, although we haven't done in a while, haven't been on uh, a date in a long time, it's going to be our dating episode. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Dating stories, advice. What? Do you, so first of all, let's start on, without getting into details, yeah, like, yeah. J- just like- did you have you ever been on a good okay. date prior to meeting me? Okay. That's really so let's get to growing the up in here. Louisiana, dates were kind of like made for you. And I'll tell you why. Because like arranged ev- marriages? No, nothing like that. Okay. Oh, you just gotta make it weird. No, there's so much to do in Louisiana. Every weekend is a festival. And sports games are huge whether it, it could be high school, like whether it's baseball, football, college, there's a college, University of Louisiana is in my hometown. There's always something to do. Almost every place has music. So live music. So there's always something where you're going and you're like, you know, it's not like, oh, I had to, you know, get tickets to this concert and thing. Like there's just so much stuff at random places, wherever you go. And so for that, I think dating was like that was a a big part of it being taken out of the equation because there's just so many options right and Mm. those things are fun doesn't matter who you're with okay then you know i i honestly don't have like anything major that i remember but did it stuck out my go like out to dinner with just a guy and yeah but there's like live music so Uh then you're dancing and like Cajun music and all this Sunday afternoons, like so many restaurants had like Cajun bands and that was like what everybody did. And you would go dance. Like it was, Oh wait, what's the place in um, Fred's and Mamu. Oh my gosh. Amazing Cajun band on the weekend on Sundays. And you would dance your butt off Cajun music. So much fun. Um, And there's like tons of places like that. So it. it was never like we were, I was always out doing that kind of stuff whether it were a date or with my friends like that's just what it was but it seems like your dates were more social with other people yeah. like it was more yeah like you never Which I had, liked I you liked. never had a guy walk into a great restaurant and tip the yeah. maitre d to get oh, you a good no. table i mean you don't really do that like it's not like that down there oh i that's why i'm saying it's like i feel like it was different for, for me because of that but so no like major negatives but like definitely not something that stands out until I met you. And then what happened there? Oh my gosh. Wait, our first date or the first night we like hung out together? Because those are two different. Both. First, first Okay, date. so first first date, I remember it like it was yesterday. Merchants. It was like actually like you asked me on a date and I was so nervous. I didn't like you were not used to that because they were just well, like hey, we have the uh, crawfish rally going on and, oh and we're going to no, meet. No, uh, not no. like that. <laughs> no, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like you were some, I had not been in New York City that long. So I moved to New York City from Louisiana with friends. So 
everybody I knew was like people from home. And then I met you. You were born in New York City. So I was nervous. Like I was like, I, I knew I didn't know very much about you, but I knew that I liked you. And so it, I just felt like this was going to be different because I never got to know someone like that from New York City. Like you, ha I have these like ideas of like guys from New York City. I don't know. I assumed that everybody worked on Wall Street and wore brown suits. Like that's what I thought. But not you. No. You were. Okay. So Merchants was this little loungy lounge but like cool like sofas and it was dark and a lot of candles and um we went there and you were just so funny and i i will say i was like oh, as the day's going on i'm like oh my god like i feel like i'm gonna spend the rest of my life with this man and i remember where it took a hard turn when you said you were allergic to dogs and i'm like okay i'm out i can't do this like i have to have dogs in my life and right. you were like uh, I'll take allergy shots. Like, who cares? I was like, oh, you would do that for me? Oh, I'm in love. <laughs> but that, and then we had like small plates. Like that was the thing at the time in New York City, a lot of loungy bars. And then small it was like tables, small, 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 small tables, small plates. But it was so fun. Killer music. Um, I remember I told you I loved Elvis and you were like, who are you? Like, you're 25 years old. Like, I don't know. I just feel like, we, neither one of us were what the other expected. It was so such a nice like date, and I just was like giddy. Honestly, it was so fun. I think what was cool about meeting you is I was a little bit older. I was in my late twenties, and I was. I do think it opposites attract, and I think that I was ready to find someone different than the people that I went to grew up with, went to high school with, went to college with. And then I met this Southern gal from Louisiana gal. gal. And it was cool, man. I was so open to it, like to just meeting someone that had oh, a different life experience. Shaved? Yeah. But I had already met, I had already, I saw pictures of you with long hair and I met you when you had long hair originally for quickly, like, quickly. Yeah. and then you sh i think after you met me you shaved your head for some reason i don't know <laughs> then <laughs> had nothing anything, to do with you honey <laughs> i will say as far as it goes for dating for me i had a really good friend group at home and friday and saturday nights were very important to me because i worked hard during the week and i want to enjoy my friday and saturday nights and i wanted to if i were going to go out on a date i wanted to make sure that i had fun so even if i didn't have have a good time with the person i always tried to make the best of it and um i have a question for you have you ever been on a blind date no really I, from small town everybody knows everybody oh, yes. <laughs> it's almost impossible That's have true. you yes and yes um so after college i lived with my in my grandfather had a big house in, in New York and I lived in a basement apartment and he rented the top floor to an older woman and she and I got along very well. And she would just, I won't. You went on a blind date with her? No, 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 no. But she's told me, she said, Mark, are you single? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm single. She's like, I have the perfect girl for you. <laughs> 
<laughs> How old was this lady, give or take? <laughs> Mid-70s. <laughs> so anyway, she said, we set it up and I called her and she seemed like a very nice girl. And she was wonderful. She was great. But it just, there wasn't a, a connection. And that's the last time I've gone on a blind date with anyone my first and only time and it was fine it was fine she was nice were you, were you nervous like i've never been on a blind date like to me oh my gosh i'm no. so nervous also we were dating in a time where you couldn't go to instagram and feel this person out yes. and see what they're all about even though you know instagram isn't real and it's just like the highlights of their life and it makes them look really good but you you're gonna a do a deep like dive who their friends are yes. yeah there, there was no deep was, dive you were it was like blind date yeah. Blind dating because you didn't know, like, unless you knew them, but that's so funny. Yeah. All right. So I graduated college, lived in with my grandfather in my grandfather's house for a little while. Then I moved into New York City. I was taking a couple of classes at Columbia. So I was in the Upper West Side and I was living my life enjoying new york city with one of my roommates from college was there actually the guy that introduced us together and everything i had no intention of settling down of dating anyone seriously it was like finally i was like leading i had a great job and i was leading a single life in new york city and i saw heidi at the gym and my roommate from college worked at this gym and Heidi worked there. And I was like, wow, okay. And then I met, then we started talking. Wait, did talking. I have hair at the time you said? When I first met you, you I had, had hair, hair. and then hair. you shaved it. And I thought you were as pretty without hair as you were with hair. And I feel like, I, you know, I do think about, well, not often, but I remember at the time thinking he met me with hair and he still wanted to go out with me without with a shaved head and I, I like that like that you didn't care it's hair it grows back I didn't care some people have a problem with that really back then I feel like people didn't do that as much like yeah, I, it's more accepting now. yeah it's like hair it's not that big of a deal and then I remember um, also I couldn't afford to go to a salon <laughs> so it really helped me <laughs> I guess we had gone out on our first date or we were dating a couple couple maybe a week or so and I called my sister and I said, and her best friend, Gina, who they both know me and they're older than I am, but they've kind of been both my big sisters mm -hmm. and they knew I was single living in New York. And I said, I met the woman I'm going to marry. And they're like, get out of here. And they were going, <laughs> no way. Who is this girl? Who is it? And I was right. So. And Mimi's my best friend. Yeah. She is, fun. dude. She loves you. I'm that. Oh, that's a great. I know this is off topic on dating, but one of the coolest things about our situation is the whole in law thing. Mm -hmm. Like, my mom could not love you anymore. Mm -hmm. And and she always made me feel that. Always. And it's weird because Italian moms could be very possessive over their little. Uh, <laughs> italian prince son and she was she was never like that she even like even she could have very easily like who is this girl that shaves her head like what are you doing what's all this about and she was not she was like oh she's so beautiful i don't like she didn't care your family didn't care about that but it was you would think that there would be this huge roadblock for us because me being from the, the northeast mm -hmm. and you being from the south and my family like to look at you like who is this 
New Yorker, like city slicker trying right. to date my daughter. And the, they they loved the second they met. Well, right. they, they were happy. I was happy. But the second they met you, they were like, okay, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone like, said our wedding was like the Sopranos meets, meets the, the Dukes, Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> and it really was. We got married in Louisiana. That was fun. That was, and all of my friends from college and, and high school all came down to Louisiana. But that was, that's to me is so important. And I will say from, for me, my mom was very, never got in the middle of relationships, but would say to me when I was in a, um, what I think the kids call toxic relationships mm -hmm. or something that just wasn't that my mom would just come to me and go, dude, what are you, what are you doing? She's obviously. Would you listen? Yeah, because I because my mom wouldn't 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 inter normally wouldn't interject, involved, right, but right. she's like you're either you're, you're wasting your time or she's not the right one for you, and that's that to me is the key, and is like for us recognizing if that. we would have met in co if I were in college or you were in college, and who knows if it's the right if it's the right time, it might be the right person wrong time, mm -hmm. and I think you were the right person at the right time yeah. because I had so much appreciation for you and how you how you handled situations and, and just, I was like all the things that you learn that you like over, over the mm -hmm. years that just, that got you there. And that's what, and I do remember my mom saying that to me all the time. And I, and I would always try to sell my mom on it and say like, this person is, Oh, she's fine. Or we'll work things out. But I, I would, when I was dating someone, not just going on a singular date, but dating someone long-term, I never lived with that person. And it would be a situation where I'd see them like on the weekends and you'd mm. see Friday, you hang out Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And every person I dated that sun, I couldn't wait for that Sunday to come. <laughs> and then all of a sudden Thursday would roll around I'm like, oh, maybe I'll see her again. And then same thing. Friday would be great. And then by Sunday, I'm like, dude, I got to get out of here. And I yeah. never felt that with you. From the first time we met, we were kind of inseparable. Yeah. And and what was cool, like I was, you worked for yourself, so you worked out of the out of your apartment, and I was a personal trainer, and so my I would get up like my clients started like five thirty six in the morning until like I don't know eleven noon, and then I would because the just the common you know the peak hours to train, and then after people were off of work would be like you know from five to ten or eleven whatever and so you know in that time in between those time we we're together we were together a lot it's not like you were off in an office or i was off in an office and i'll see you like when i'm done at you know seven o'clock or whatever we were together like days and then you know we were just together so much and never ever and that has continued you've continually worked for yourself so and then i when the girls were born i which you know as a f couple we decided that and i wanted to stay home with the kids and and so we were together not just the two of us was as a family and I, some people are like oh my god how do you spend so much time together like i couldn't imagine it any other way my dad was in sales and so he always worked for himself and he uh same thing so my dad and mom were together all the time and and he was always able to go to everything because his hour I mean, he worked for himself so he could do that and so that's what i knew growing up and this was so like 
comfortable for me. And I just think it's weird how that all worked out. Like, what are the chances that you end up in a situation that was a positive that your parents had and you had growing up? So I love I love that aspect I, of us. It worked for us. It might not work for everybody. No, I think I think that's the problem. I think people get married to people that they can't spend spend countless time with and then i would suggest maybe you don't get get married i think the fact that and we're all together so often if i leave for (laughs) for a week or something like i can't wait to get back to you and the girls i don't sleep good i've yeah it's weird when you're not there and i'm like and it's not even like we're codependent it's not even that it's like i genuinely miss like because I don't know. We're f- like, I enjoy the time we are together. And when, just like anything, when you're not doing something you enjoy, it's like you miss it. And so it's more of that, not like, I can't live without him. I'm living my life. You're living your life. We're doing whatever it is that we're doing. And that's, that part is fine. Like, it's not like I, I have this, I'm, you know, so dependent on you. I can't live my life. It's right. not that. But I just like miss you. I think it's, changing nowadays but the the way things used to happen is you get a job you move out of the house and you get married and you have kids Mm -hmm. and i think everyone when we were younger was so that was the plan and if you weren't married people looked at you like you were a little bit off so i think it forced people that probably don't feel the way we feel about each other to get married and then they find the inevitable that they're not right for each other. Um, so wait, talking to that, how things are changing, you know, I do see um, the younger generations of, they're not necessarily looking for a boyfriend or a girlfriend. They're choosing to be single, Yes, which I find interesting because I, I think when you take off that pressure of like, you know, I'm talking about 20-somethings, right? Um, you take that pressure off of like, oh, I got to get married. Like, I got to, you know, find someone and get married. You get to kind of learn who you are. And I think it's good to feel what it's like. I don't know. Live your life in your own in your own shoes, on your own terms. And, you know, but I do wonder, do you get so set in who you are, your standards are so high of who you, you know, maybe you're less open to who you date or whatever. And then you feel like, oh, I can't find someone. I don't know. I know. I would say to all the people out there, if you find your partner golfing um, four hours on Friday, Saturday and Sunday, um, yeah. The, your you marriage is doomed people that's not fair that i know a lot of people who golf i'm not a lot but i do know people who golf are and very happy i think marriages. dudes that golf you don't like their wives oh stop pick up oh basketball for 20 minutes or go, go there's no need for a man to be out of the house for f- five hours on saturday and sunday go go <laughs> play catch with your kid and get the hell off the golf course <laughs> oh my god what this episode sponsored by Titleist. <laughs> we just lost all of our golf sponsors. Oh, we had golf sponsors. No, I, no, I do. I, you know what? But that's what I'm saying. Like that works for some marriages. What that time while the, the guy or whatever is out on the golf course for five hours, the wife is like, oh my gosh, I have my time. You know, maybe they're both work outside of the, 
outside of the home or whatever, and they get to just be home and have like me time or girl time. Some that works for some people, and that's fine. Like, we're who are you to say that's not a good thing for a marriage? Like, I I disagree with that. I think every marriage is going to have its own sort of. Now, if you're doing that and you know, there's a lot of complaining about right, it, then right, you right. got to something. I apologize for all of the wonderful marriages that need a lot of space during the day <laughs> to make it work. My bad. Yeah, that's just not how we do it. But that's at work. It does. It works for some people. There's my. I remember my friend growing up, like living in Louisiana. A lot of people worked in the oil field, and her dad was out um, offshore two weeks out and two weeks in, and it just worked for their family. Like I, I don't know. Like I couldn't imagine it for me, but they were like they were a whole tight family and like loved each other and had lots of fun. And it was just her life of growing up with a dad who was away every other two weeks you know and there's a whole thing too in louisiana like hunting season like when it when hunting season happens like all the guys are like gone for weekends in a row like while the season is on and the girls are like do you think statistically are there more divorces after hunting season ends i don't know like when he comes back yeah like oh i don't know stats on that i'm not gonna comment on that I got something I'd like to talk about. We, although we were married and we, we we are, we're still married. Mm -hmm. Um, We never stopped dating. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about that. I agree, except that it got weird during quarantine because we weren't really going anywhere. And now that things are opening, I feel like when we do go out to like dinners or things, we're always with other people. Does that count or no? I will... I have a reason for that. And I think because we're new to LA. You need a buffer. No. <laughs> we don't know where to go. We're just like, oh, yeah. so when we were back home, we had like 50 places that we'd been to 50 times. Mm-hmm. So just, we would just say, Hey, you want to go here? We have, we know like four restaurants in the Yeah. In the we town did used to do and, a lot of stuff. Just you and I like yeah. dinners. It would just be oh, mostly because we're not good planners and we're like, I'm hungry. Me too. Want to go here? Okay, get ready. And then we go. And then we would jump in it. Like we don't, but we always like took the time to like get cute and like coordinate our outfits and like that sort of yeah colors. But right. you know, we, I think that is part of a date, like getting excited to go out with you and like getting ready. And I, I do enjoy that. And whether it's like this big fancy, like, major night out this crazy nice place or just a place that we're very comfortable going to because we love it there and it's got a good vibe either way like the getting ready for it to me is a part of it that i get excited for and i look forward to so i do feel like that is still dating i will give a recommendation and this isn't for all wives but i know when some men might think that you need to plan an extravagant date and the more things you do is get the right reservation at the right table at the right restaurant and all that stuff. And I find when I go out with Heidi and I'm attentive and I ask her questions and we talk and we talk about things that are important to her, the date goes really well. And it's not just all about her. It'll then come to me and we have good conversation, kind of like this amazing 
podcast we have right now. Kind of- <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, literally, we could be anywhere. And if it's going like that, like, that's my favorite. I, you know, I'm not like, I don't need extravagant situations. Like, we could even do that at home. And that's like important, I think, to, to, to have the other person feel like you care and like truly, genuinely want to know, like, there's things that we've like learning about ourselves now, like, oh, when I was a kid and I, I, I can't remember, but that happened recently. And you were like, what? I've never heard that story. Um, so yeah, definitely keep dating because that's where, that's how you ended up together in the first place. Like keep that. But th- with that said, some of the first dates we went on, we went to a restaurant um, called Scalini, which mm-hmm. I, that's where we, Heidi and I got engaged. I proposed to her there. And this um, guy, Patty, was the son of uh, Raffaella, who owned a restaurant in Greenwich Village that my dad used to go to. And this was an incredible Italian restaurant in New York City. Her son became a chef and opened this restaurant, Scalini. And when we walked in there, it was like we were we were stars. Family and like exciting. Like, yeah, family, but he rolled out the red carpet for us. Oh, Mark, yeah. Heidi, come in. And there is something to be said for having yeah, a little bit of pampering and attention yeah. at a date. But then after it was all good conversation, which, which yeah. made the date great. I, yeah. It, it, listen, it's easy for things to go a little, when you don't pay attention to the relationship, to what the other person not like their their needs, but more of like, I want you to know I am still interested in you and you're still growing and learning and especially this life that we have that's so new and different. Like, I want you to know that I care about how you feel about that and just like talking it through. And, and it doesn't have to be deep, like heavy conversation. Like most of the time we're laughing, like, can you believe this or whatever? And you you know, we both kind of get to share that and maybe you don't care, but I know I care when you actually want to know how I, like, how are you dealing with this? How do you feel about it? And that kind of stuff. I like that. I don't know if you like it. I assume you like it because I like it, but maybe you don't. Like what? I don't know. Like that. Like if I'm like, hey, you know, I just want you to know, like, I'm here for you. Like this happened or. If it's just normal things that like, I think the same way Dixie is, we figure it out. And we're like, I'm good. I don't need your, I don't need anyone to help me. But when there's always times where I'm like, hi, I got to talk to you. This is mm-hmm. like, if I say hi, I got to talk to you. You know, it's, it's, there's something's going on that I need like to talk negative. to Or, but if I say like, if it's like, hi, I got to talk to you. That's negative. I'm like, hi, I got to talk to you. Oh yeah. I like that's that. positive. That yeah, makes total that. sense. Hey, talk about real quick on the difference between the first time we went to Scalini. So, first of all, the most loving, like, the most Italian loving man. Mark, Mark, your father. I knew you when you were a kid. Like, all this stuff. It was so cute. And he was just, like, family. I don't know if he actually is your family. No, he's not. He's not. But it seems very much like family. And just, like, you know, the... the um kiss on each cheek and like he would like grab you around your neck like the back of your neck and like put his arm around you and 
or, you know, oh, I got the best table for you. And I'm sitting here like, what is happening right now? And, uh, and so we sit down, the menu's like in Italian. I can't read it. I'm still new to New York City. I don't know, like, this is fancy. And so I'm just trying to like, act like I know what I'm doing and then I'm like okay uh, the jig is up I don't know how to read this what is all this stuff like I knew spaghetti and I know like mac and cheese at this point in my life I'm 25 and then there's like all these different kind of pastas and sauces I don't know and so but you knew me so far well enough to know that I did not like a lot of things or trying a lot of things so you were very patient with me and you were like I think you would like this or whatever so you were like Patty do you have a blah 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 I don't even remember what it was he was like I'll get it for you Mark next thing we see the guy walk out he goes to the grocery store buys the ingredients to make what you asked for do you remember that yeah it wasn't even it wasn't on the menu and he didn't have the ingredients to make it but he knew you wanted it I was like thoroughly impressed i'm like okay what is happening right here it was like one of the best meals i've ever had it was pretty amazing but i will say okay um mark being a funny guy we did this wasn't that night but another restaurant we went to dinner again don't know what to get because everything uh, there's all kind of new foods i'd never seen in my life on the menu so you helped me and so um you shared something from your plate you're like oh this is an almond it was like a thin sliced almond and you like gave it to me on off of your fork and i ate it and what it was was a slice of garlic fresh garlic that i he was being funny so that was a dating experience I, that, was, that, that i was never totally never a mistake because i thought that, that was, was an not almond. a mistake you were giggling your ass off but that was funny that's what I get, that's why i always laugh with you but then we go to Louisiana. I'll let you tell that story. Do you remember? Do you want me to tell you? No, I remember. I'm just talking Louisiana restaurants in general. There aren't really nice restaurants in Louisiana, but it is definitely- it's more casual, for sure. Yeah, we're like this. And there are casual restaurants in, in New York and Connecticut too, but this was the vibe for a date where I was trying to impress you was I wanted to be more Scalini that night, but <laughs> going to Louisiana, it's just- it's it's actually more fun. It is it, more fun. It is. I'm pretty sure there was a band playing. There's Cajun all, music. I mean, I'm just thinking all the places, like from Prejean's to Randall's. where you go, and the food is in, absolutely incredible. It's different. It, it's funny. There's a lot of stuff that's because the ingredients are probably some are similar to what is in Italian food. So there's mm -hmm. some things that there's a, a beef dish that I'm like, oh my God, that tastes like brajol, which is a rolled beef dish that my grandmother used to make. Mm -hmm. So the food is absolutely incredible. Lots of different sauces and, and, and seafood. And there's always music playing and, and everyone's casually. And everybody dances. Everyone's Everywhere. dancing. <laughs> everyone's casually dressed, but they're having a great time and it's super friendly. And it, and that's what makes the world go around because mm -hmm. both things you can have the same way you had such a great night at Scalini. I felt like I feel so at home as in Louisiana and there aren't, there aren't a lot of Italians and people that are from the Northeast that go, especially where you're from in Louisiana, mm -hmm. I think in, in probably Baton Rouge or in New Orleans, Orleans, the bigger cities, there's probably more, more people, but Lafayette has embraced me and Louisiana has embraced me. My, my brother-in-laws are incredible. They're all, 
you know, I'm the only one not wearing a cowboy hat <laughs> and, but we all get along real, really well. And it's, and I think, that, I think it comes back to what we originally talked about that opposites attract and mm-hmm. it's, it's worked really well for our family. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I feel like when we go down there, you, my family loves you and, and loves our family as we are. And we are different because, you know, the girls were raised in a different part of the country. And just when you have two people from two different cultures, you know, our different parts of America that come together and get married and have kids is going to be different than if you were if you would have married like an Italian girl from New York or I married someone from Louisiana like it would have been more similar but because of that it's different but in the most positive way like I I don't know but I think the 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 takeaway is keep dating even though you're married take the time to plan fun things which I need to do better at that I will admit also life is just opening so give me a break and I do have things planned you don't even know I don't know about the younger generation dating learn when it's not right yes and walk away but I think I would say that but also married life is better than single life if you find the right person and you mm-hmm. can f- and I would say you have to go through life with a partner that has your back and building a family there's nothing like it and I and I would take being married over being single any day of the week but with you but don't settle but right? don't settle yeah i would do this marriage over a million times i think i wonder if we've been married in other uh past lives would you marry me again in, an, in another life like, yes i would what if i would be the guy yes i would still marry <laughs> you good to know I think when we when we were together and I had that moment like I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with you, I never thought that that was a thing, a real thing in my life that that would ever happen. Like you just, I don't know, you find someone, you date them, and then you get married. The feeling that I had, and listen, I don't know, maybe people have that feeling and it doesn't end up the way they expected, but for me, I don't know. I just I. I don't know if it was what I felt or it was how hmm, combination of how I felt about you, but how you made me feel about me. Oh my gosh. I'm not going to cry right now. Oh, what's happening. You were the first person I ever dated that made me feel like I was the most special person. On the world, on the planet. <laughs> I had confidence in myself and I felt good in my own shoes, but to have a person standing next to you be so proud of you very shortly after meeting you, that was awesome. <laughs> and I don't know, like I just felt you were genuine and real and. I don't know when you have a guy who loves his mother and his sister so deeply. That was special to me. And I just knew. (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Thank you, Heidi. 
I think that I felt that when I first met you that no one told you all the things. I don't think I was telling you something that I think you needed to hear. I thought I was telling you something that you deserve to know. And I don't think anyone really told you all the things that in the short time that I got to know you that made me fall head over heels for you. And it was pretty natural. And, and I really felt those things. And, and you kept saying, no one's ever said that before. And I'm like, I thought that was impossible. And not just cause you were beautiful. Like that was, you're, that's obvious. You're, we're, you're, we're pretty, you're beautiful to as, much today as you were then but when i got to know you and started talking to you i was like wow this woman is different than anyone i've ever met in an incredibly positive way and i wanted to tell you all those things that i felt and the fact that it just those memories brought you to tears is, is <laughs> makes me feel good and i know they're tears of of joy and i'm i'm glad we've been able to share our lives together Thanks. And also you make me laugh more than anyone on my on the planet. Yes. I think you're the funniest person alive. Yeah. I, also I, no I, debate there. Oh, and you and also love I make myself laugh you often make too. Laugh. So. You're your biggest fan. I, but I, like prior to you, like I mean just kidding. The few relationships I had before were like, you know, very toxic, like high school and you know, to any young person hearing this in high school age or whatever like never ever ever i should have walked away from that a hundred times and i didn't have the confidence but dig deep you're bigger than that walk away and then the second bigger big relationship i had post high school was like it wasn't a bad relationship it's just we weren't right for each other and there was just not i i, I feel like it was more of like him hyping me up and which was nice, but we should have just been friends. And then, and then when I met you, it was just like, it was just, I don't know. I don't know how, you know, but it obviously affects me all these years later. I, 1997. I, <laughs> I, I've never had a, a terrible relationship. I've never been in a real toxic relationship. I was kind of in the, your similar relationship to your last one. And I just had, I knew there was something more and I set my standards high and, and, but with all that said, while we're telling mm -hmm. young people, I, yes. I think you have to be realistic when you're sharing your life with someone, there's, there's compromise that has to be made. Mm -hmm. You have to go into it with an, with an open mind. You have to be willing to take on a whole nother person into mm -hmm. your life. And it's not always going to be bliss no. there there are and you have to be willing to work it so i think it's a balance between finding someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with and you want to be with but also being flexible and being open-minded and knowing it's a two-way street and you have to you have to um compromise and i think we do a great job at that i think too learning how to argue is so key because there's a lot of things that could be said in the heat of a moment and I think we do a good job of not letting things get ugly in those times. And <laughs> we know we're still going to love each other and 
spend our days together, so I'm not going to attack you. I don't really feel that way. And and being finding composure in those moments, I think, is super important. And and arguing productively is just super super important to the relationship because those are times that it could really rock you and they're harder to recover from because the words can be hurtful. Yeah. I would never say anything to you that I think I would regret tomorrow. Like I, I, and and I don't know where I learned that from because my, I, I just, I didn't want, I didn't want that to be around the, the girls. And I wasn't around a lot of bad marriages, but, and my parents were divorced. So luckily my mom was probably smart enough to, to keep me away from, from toxicity, but I just never want to have that negative energy in our house. And I'm not saying we're perfect and we, we argue, but I do think we're really good at when we argue, realizing that we're in this for ever and we're going to Make up, and we might as well make up now. Then, then later, drag then it on for a week. It. Yeah, we so. are. We do like to make up quickly. Right. Like, okay, are we done with this? Because I want to have fun again. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. All right, so I think that's it for this one, right? Yeah, that's the end of our podcast. Mark and Heidi, the other Demilios. I'm Mark, and I'm Heidi. Follow me on my socials at Heidi Demilio, and you follow me at Mark Demilio. Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. See ya. Bye. Love you, Mark. Love you, Heidi. Mark and Heidi, the other D'Amelios, comes to you from Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. You can listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Podcasts.